It's Friday night, and your work week is over. Get back and get the latest on the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor, touchdown! The 10, the 5, a pick 6 for the Colts! Get up to speed on the Colts and the NFL, starting now. And he walks into the end zone! Touchdown, I-N-D-Y! This is the Colts Happy Hour on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Back nine is our location off of Drover. Bud Light, Blue Friday. Thank you for joining us. Colts Happy Hour brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today and make every moment more. The Casey Valier burning question as follows. Is everyone overreacting? I know that thing was for me right there. Is everyone overreacting? Is the team and the coaching staff downplaying the start or is it a little bit of both? A little bit of both. I'm going to tell you this. Shout out to Casey. I love him. He knows that. There's no overreaction going on here. You guys saw Sunday. That is not just a, oh, well, heck, we didn't really have it that day. No overreaction. But as I mentioned, you can clear the slate. You could wipe it clean. You go out there on Sunday, challenge, compete, play, Give yourself the opportunity. You wipe the slate clean if you win. At the very least, and this sounds awful, at the very least, if you go out there and lose and you're competitive, you make people around here feel better. But if you go out there and you resemble that team that played in Jacksonville on Sunday, we're going to have issues. And until you prove that's not you, in this case, against one of the better teams in the NFL. That's how people are going to think. That's how people are going to react. Thus, that is not an overreaction. You guys can send those answers to me if you want at JMV 1070. That is the burning question during this hour-long Colts happy hour. Again, we are at the back nine with Bud Light on a Blue Friday. First things first as we begin, Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts, his conversation with Colts head coach Frank Reich in front of this KC Colts home opener in Indy on Sunday. Matt. All right, thank you, JMV. It's time now for the head coach's report with head coach Frank Reich going into week number three, coach. And I'm just making an assumption on my part as we lead off here. But after the way last week went against Jacksonville, I'm betting the guys can't wait to get back on the field. Sunday here can't come fast enough. Yeah, no doubt, Matt. Um, I think we all are excited in some ways, after you go through a loss like that, you know, you want the game to be the next day. Mm-hmm. But yet, you know, you, you got to get that weekend. You got to mm-hmm. get that week of practice. And as you said, it was good. Um, but what we need now is good practice to be followed by, right. you know, winning results. So that's what we're aiming for. Yeah, you, you've said you've had really good weeks of practice, this week included. Does it just boil down to to game day? Does it just boil down to executing better on Sunday? I know I'm oversimplifying that, but is that clearly the next step here with this team? No, yeah, that's very fair. I mean, and it it is true. I mean, we just got to execute better. And, you know, we got to understand we're playing other teams that have good practices and they have good players and coaches. So that's what's so stinking great about this game. I mean, it's so competitive. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're always going to, we really do firmly believe that the results carry from the practice field out there. They're not always immediate. Mm-hmm. It's tr- That's just a universal principle, right? It's not only true in football, it's true in life. Sometimes we're working our butt off 
and we don't always get the breakthrough that we want in anybody's career, right? Any listener, you know, we're working hard. Why am I not getting the – you know, sometimes there's a lagging result. But we live in, – in our world, like, we know we got to get the results, right? Our jobs are on the line. Right? You know, every player coach knows that in this league, that if you're going to be at that level, um, you got to get those results. So we got to – we got to bear down and focus and, and get better results. It's also the first home game for the Colts since early January. I know the Colts were under 500 at home last year. How eager are you to play your first home game and to, and to start defending home turf starting in week three? Yeah, it's a big deal. And um, there's no better team to do against than one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah. And, you know, let's just go out there and do it. You know, let's go out there and test ourselves against the best. Um, we're looking forward to that, really looking forward to the Lucas Oil crowd. We need to concentrate on giving them something to cheer about. You said this week you are going to get Michael Pittman Jr. back after missing him in week two. Big game in week one, nine catches, over 120 receiving yards, had the touchdown. What kind of confidence, what kind of stability does he bring when he gets back in the lineup? Yeah, I mean, there's two things. He's a playmaker, so he just he makes plays. Yeah. And then his competitive leadership, you know, his toughness. You know, we all feel it when he's out there on the field. And you play, as you said, a, a marquee opponent here with, with the Chiefs and, and Patrick Mahomes. And, and Mahomes is Mahomes. Everybody understands what I'm saying when I, when I say that. How unique of a quarterback is he compared to the rest of the NFL? I know that's a difficult question, but just how unique is this guy? Well, it's what you just said, that when you say Mahomes is Mahomes, yeah. everybody – and the football world knows what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. He's a special player. And um, and that's true. And we all know it's true. But he's not undefeated. You know, they haven't, they haven't won the Lombardi Trophy every year every he's year. been there because it's a team game. And um, we beat them at their place mm-hmm. on Sunday night football. Um, so that's what makes this game great. He's a great player. And then on top of it, I mean, I don't know him very well. Met him once or twice, but it just seems like a class act. What's the NFL? It's what the NFL is all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's good for the game. You, you love competing against guys like that, so I'm excited about that. Another unique guy is Travis Kelsey. He leads the NFL in targets, receptions, and receiving yards since 2018, and he's a tight end, right? So he's also a, he's also a wide receiver. He's a tight end. I mean, what what kind of stress does he put on the defense? when he's the ultimate hybrid player. That's just it. As you just said, he can do it all. He mm-hmm. can do all the inside stuff that tight ends need to do to make the big the big mat, the mismatches on inside that you can get. Right. But then he can make the plays vertically down the field. And then I think what also makes him special is his run after catch. You know, he's dynamic. He's a dynamic athlete. So it doesn't hurt that he's got Mahomes throwing it to him. But uh, he'd be great no matter who his quarterback was. Right. It's just accentuated by the fact that that chemistry they have together is, has been pretty special. And when I watch the Chiefs so far, they almost look like the Colts on offense. They have six different players that have caught a touchdown pass so far this season. I know it's only two games. But in the past, you know, they would focus in on Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. But – Mahomes is going to anybody and everybody so far through through a pair of games. Yeah, and I think that's just good coaching by Andy Reid and, and his staff. You know, you lose a player like uh, Tyreek and yeah. you spread the ball around. Like you said, I, I think back to when you said that, it made me a little envious because I, I remember a few years ago we had we had a run where we had so many different guys with yeah. a touchdown pass that we were going to set a record. It came closer, yeah. tied to a record. Um, 
there's something that's that's fun about doing that. You know, certainly you want the the big dynamic mm-hmm. superstar player like a Tyree Kill, but um, there's something about spreading it around. That's what we've always tried to do. And yet, you still Pittman's a dynamic player, JT's dynamic, mm-hmm. so we're still have that at work as well yeah like you said you you beat these guys in 2019 and i don't want to give any sort of game plan away but in that game it was complimentary football all three phases played very very well complimentary football in this game how imperative will it be i mean it's the best team wins i mean it's absolutely imperative i mean it's unlikely that you know you can sometimes you go into a game and one phase of the ball one side of the ball can maybe really carry a heavy load Mm -hmm. you play a team like this it's probably going to take all three phases you know because they're one of the better teams so that's that's what we got in front of us chiefs have played some pretty good offenses they're only giving up about 22 points you know they've played the cardinals they've played the chargers when you look at that unit personnel wise and as also as a whole what kind of stands out to you so far from the chiefs on defense they're very multiple i mean coach spagnola i've always thought he's one of the best um I really do. I mean, he's very um, sophisticated in mm-hmm. his blitz package. Um, he really – I just think he's a great coach. So he's got a really young defense, a really, really young defense. Um, one, I think the th- – I don't know what the stat was, third youngest, you know, in the league. So um, we got we got, ex- we got to take advantage of that. I mean, I know they're good players, but, hey, there's they're still – talk about us, our guys being new in a – in a defensive scheme these mm-hmm. guys are relatively new too mm-hmm. i mean half their defense is turned over yeah so um they got a bunch of stuff going on too so we got to put some pressure on them yeah the colts have deforest buckner at defensive tackle the chiefs have chris jones at defensive tackle those those guys are however you want to rank them they're pretty high up in the league at their respective positions jones is second in the nfl in sacks since 2017 among all defensive tackles Interior pressure, as you know, Coach. I mean, if you if you can get push up the middle, that's a game changer. That's exactly what he does. He's very good. I mean, you know, right? I mean, he, Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. Buck, you know, that it drives a quarterback crazy, you know, when all of a sudden you're trying to step up in the pocket and there's this guy in your face. So, yeah. um, you know, we feel good about our protection plan. We know we didn't have our guest, best game of protection last week. It's a great opportunity for us as an offense – for our guys up front to yeah. say, okay, let's get back on track to the way we know how we can protect, and um, it'll be a good challenge. Chris is a good player. All right, Coach, we talked about complimentary football, but as always, to close out, your other keys to the game to beat the Chiefs. I really think there's two major ones, and they're similar, but I just think there's maybe even more of an emphasis this week. we got to win the turnover battle. You know, we're last in the NFL in the turnover battle right now. That's just not a winning formula. That's not what we've been right. the years we've been here. So. We got to win that battle, and then you go up against the Chiefs. They're gonna gain yards, you know. They're gonna gain yards. We got to make. We got to force them to kick field goals, you know. If we win the turnover battle and we steal a possession or two that way, and then we play good red zone defense and make them kick a few field goals, where you know their points are in the twenties and not the thirties, mm-hmm. then on offense, you know, we got to do our job and convert. And we got to score touchdowns rather than kick field goals and get our points in the high 20s, low 30s. Um, I just think that's going to be the winning formula. No doubt about it. That's head coach Frank Reich on the head coach's report. Coach, as always, really appreciate the time and, and best of luck. Thanks, Matt. 
So Matt Taylor and Frank Reich right there, a part of Colts Happy Hour. Centerpoint Energy is a proud sponsor of the 2022 Coach of the Week program. This week's Coach of the Week, Mike Kelly of Hamilton Southeastern. After the Royals earned a 26-21 roadie at number eight Westfield. Unbeaten on the season. That is their start and winning close games. They did in the Mudsock Bowl. They did that with Westfield last weekend. Congratulations to Coach Kelly. And to learn more about the program, please visit Colts.com slash high school football. Today, all you need to know about the matchup on Sunday, the Colts home opener, it's inside football with Rick Venturi and Matt Taylor coming up on the other side. So get your notepad ready. Get ready for the Chiefs coming to town on Sunday here at the back nine with Bud Light. We got yet another pair of Chiefs Colts tickets to give away. We'll do that coming up shortly, and we'll get you more info, more prime for that week three home opener for the Colts as they welcome in the Chiefs. Colts happy hour on a Friday night at the back nine on a Bud Light Blue Friday, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. A full hour dedicated to Colts football. This is the Colts Happy Hour on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Wait a minute. Valier slowing me down with Sister Christian. Valier with the Night Ranger re-entry for me. I believe this was the highest charting song in the history of Night Ranger. I believe it was a song written by about one of the band members... Younger sisters, Sister Christian. Ah, you guys don't care about that. Colts Happy Hours live from the back nine. Bud Light Blue Friday. Thank you for joining us. Keep in mind, you've got everything you need podcast-wise on the Colts Audio Network, including podcasts, radio shows, player interviews, available on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere else you can download podcasts. You can also listen to SiriusXM, the mobile app, and search Colts. Listen to all that Colts content on your schedule. And uh, do it with the Colts Audio Network. Burning question. We'll revisit that coming up in a minute. Right now, we got to get you updated on everything regarding the Chiefs and the Colts coming up on Sunday, the Colts home opener. we got to get you started. Rick Venturi and Matt Taylor are part of the Colts Radio Network. Rick is going to break it down for you right now on Colts Happy Hour. Fellas? All right, thank you, JMV. Indeed, it's time now for Inside Football with Rick Venturi here on Colts Happy Hour, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. And Rick is giving you the blueprints to beat the Chiefs in week three in the regular season home opener for the Colts. And, Rick, let's start on offense with Kansas City. Through two games, they're scoring 35 points, and they rank first in points scored in the NFL since 2018 when Patrick Mahomes broke in and took over at quarterback. Travis Kelsey is his favorite target, one of the most versatile tight ends in the game last season he ranked second in the NFL in receiving yards among tight ends and since 2013 he leads all active tight ends in receiving yards and catches the top receivers are Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling both guys can be really big play guys since 2018 Scantling has the fourth most yards per catch average in the NFL at 17.3 and then Mahomes drives the bus already throwing for 595 yards completing 72% of his passes so far on the season. And, and Rick, as you know, even when he's bottled up, he can extend plays. He buys time for receivers You know, with those big plays down the field when it kind of turns into backyard football. So what do you have? What do you have as your must for the Colts to slow down the Chiefs on offense coming up on Sunday? 
On first down, they actually have a pretty good mix. They'll give you a lot of different personnel groupings. You know, they'll run their zone plays, their leads and searches. They carry a fullback, so they have that. They run some counters and a lot of screens. I'm going to mention that again because screens, again, are an extension of their running game. Now with Mahomes, what they do a lot on first down is the RPO game. He's really good at it. You know, he came out of college doing it. He gets a vision. They'll have a run call, boom. You give them an eight-man box, boom, that ball's coming out really, really quick. Also, a few bootlegs and West Coast sprints. They'll try to get him to the perimeter, you know, and as weak as we've been on it, you know damn well you're going to get it. And then he takes a lot, Matt, of play-action shots deep. He will probably take more shots deep and second level than we've seen. And, again, he will take it, and, you know, he can throw it a mile. There isn't any doubt about that. Now, if they get they're very much like Jackson if they get in second and long, if they get behind an account, then it goes to West Coast spread, quick throw, quick rhythm, get it out, simply trying to get it back to um, a workable down. If they, if they were unsuccessful with the throw on first down, then they're going to come back with some kind of run. And then on third down, it's just a matter of down and distance. If it's short, uh, it's a lot of rubs and, and things like that. If it goes to third and medium, you're going to see probably Smith-Schuster on an option or something in the seam uh, to Kelsey. And then third and long, they have to push it. Um, they love what I call speed trips, absolutely love it, which puts three wide receivers to the field. Their three wideouts go to the field, and they run routes with them. And then Kelsey's on the backside with Edward Solaire. And so if you overbalance, or let's say that after, you know, Ingram had a pretty good day against Gilmore just on size, and they may want that matchup. But if you any, if you overbalance it all away from Kelsey – that's how they like to get him one-on-one on the backside. So as far as the must, and I think this is critical, and I take a lot of this from what we did in 19 because we did a terrific job on, as a team against them. As, as I said, you know, we won the game 19-13, 37 and a half minutes of ball control, and we didn't let him get going. Now, the first thing I always say against them is ban the bomb. They're going to take more shots than any team that we play, either first level, second level. And then they take shots simply because when he breaks the pocket, whether it's outside or inside and back out, now the adventure starts. That's where the extension of the play begins. And when Mahomes gets out, he's not looking to make a first down. He's he he's looking to cut your throat downfield. So it's really important in this game that and, and we reduced them to one touchdown in nineteen. Keep that ball in front of you. Keep it inside the defense. Make them keep working. And defensive backs this week Take the mental clock out of your head. You cover until the whistle because he's going to, you got what we call plaster. You got a guy covered. He's going to move. He's going to scramble. Stay with the coverage. Don't, don't have that clock like three seconds the ball's coming out. You cover till the end of time. If you got to run with him to Shapiro's diner, run with him to Shapiro's diner. I really don't care, but you've got to ban the bomb. Nothing easy. Number two, you've got to have a plan for Kelsey. It's not that you double Kelsey every down, but in critical situations, game on the line, red zone, third 
five to eight, okay? That ball is going to Kelsey, and you got to come out of there at the end of the game. He can't have a big game. In 19, he only caught four passes for 70 yards. You'll take that every day of the week. But, again, he is the premier player. I mean, his numbers speak for themselves, 717 catches, over 9,000 yards, 58 touchdowns. 58 touchdowns mean he's touching the ball a lot in the red zone. Number three, set the edges, whether it's on screen passes, whether it's on sweeps, primarily to McKinnon on the outside, or whether it's Mahomes on the scramble, on the ad-libs, or on the predetermined sprints and bootlegs. Don't let them win the game on the edges. Keep this offense condensed. Keep it from C-gap to C-gap. That's passing game and running game. Don't let them get on the edge. Okay, that that's critical. And then number four, and you could actually make this number one, I'm only coming down in, in, in terms of progression, is keep Mahomes contained, compressed, and collapsed in the pocket. Keep him deep in the well. Make him throw out of a tunnel. Close it. Don't give him lanes to run. Don't let him outside. In this game, I think compression sometimes is more important than sacks because if you can make him throw out of the tunnel, right, we right. have a chance to cover it. If he starts running, you know, it's it's now that's where the wild the wild plays with Mahomes come when he's on the playground. He's the best playground quarterback in history. I mean, and he can get in and out and get on the playground and you have to basically keep him in. And we did. And in 19, we did a really good job. We brought five a lot. We got up in their grill in 19. Uh, We got up and pressed all day. We played a lot of five-man rush. We played four-man rush with uh, the trailer. Uh, It was was Leonard. Leonard was the trailer. I won't call it a spy because he didn't wait. He trailed up in there. And we actually sacked Mahomes five uh, four times and didn't get a touchdown pass. But again, condense him in there and collapse him. Don't give him the throwing lanes or the running games. If you do those things, then you're going to be in the game defensively. Rick Venturi, Inside Football, breaking down the blueprints to beat the Chiefs. That's on offense. Let's go over to the defensive side of the ball. And they've played two pretty good offenses so far in the Cardinals and the Chargers, only giving up about 22 points per game. And they're doing a good job against the run, less than four yards per carry there. However, they have been vulnerable in the red zone, Rick. They've allowed six touchdowns on eight red zone trips. That unit now guided by Steve Spagnolo. He's been around the NFL for two decades. The best player on that unit is their defensive tackle, Chris Jones, who has 51 and a half career sacks. Don't forget about Frank Clark. He has 53 and a half career sacks. In the secondary, they've got Juan Thornhill. They drafted him in 2019. And then Justin Reed came over in free agency from the Texans to help at safety. I've always really liked him as a player, the former Houston Texans. So what are your must for the Colts to have success? Success, move the ball against this Chiefs defense? I think, number one, when I talk ball control, seize the day, you've got to take this defense to the cleaners. I mean, I think number one must, you've got to go in there with a killer mentality. And I know people are going to laugh at me. You take no prisoners. You dominate this game. You seize the day. I want 30 first downs. We were close to that. We had 33 two weeks ago. I want 30 minutes of ball control. It was 30 minutes, 37, 15, and 19, and I want 30 points. I know I've got to score. I know I've got to do that. I want to come in hot, and I never want to get off the gas. 
Uh, as far as the running game, I want to pound right in that bubble at, at Nande, who's the nose tackle, run opposite to that gap, keep keep pounding. If it's not there, you get the cutback. You know, they lost Willie Gay. He got suspended yesterday. He's a really key part of their defensive line, of their linebackers there. Um, and, you know, with him out, uh, Bolton is very good, but he and Bolton, and he's going to be out for a while. Um, so you want to do that. I also want to run to the tight side, and I want to power the hell out of their three technique Jones. You've already said it. He's a 51 and a half sack guy. He's already got two. He is the ambient. You know, Clark, I like those guys. Nande, uh, you know, I like the young kid, Carlafis from Purdue, but there is one guy who can ruin your game right now, and that's Jones. And one of the ways to get him is to stay balanced on first down, and when you do run the ball, run at him and double his butt. I used to say that about J.J. Watt. Hit him, double him, crack him, you know, hit him in that hip. Don't don't let him get going. Discourage him from the beginning and establish the running game with J.T. Number two, <clears throat> you know they're going to be in a lot of that quarter's coverage. So, I call it four beaters. What do you want to be able to do? First thing, you want to run play action where they lose all their linebackers, and you want to run against the grain. You want to take up one side of the quarters with one wide, and either your tight ends or your running backs, you want to run them all the way back across over to the other side. You want six, seven-man protection. You only need three receivers, but you want to run away from one of the strong corners. You want to run boot action or at least half boot action with Ryan so you get the linebackers underneath moving one way and then run your outcuts back to the quarter side, particularly if you take the second receiver, the slot, and you run him down 10 yards and out on the nickel, basically that's a very tough coverage because when the ball starts away, he's protecting the inside. You also can work on their corners. Um, you know, I think they're better in the front. I think they're nickel. I think Sneed, and you're right about the safeties. I really like Reed and Thornhill, and I like Sneed at, at, the, at the nickel. They're real good in that inside core in the secondary. But you want to go after Watson, 35, who's playing because the young kid, uh, McDuffie, is hurt. Uh, so you want to, I know he I know he made a big play last week with Watson, but you want to go after that rookie number thirty five on the right side, and you want to go after Fenton number twenty seven on the left. But again, this goes back to what I said before, Matt. You got to work that outside of the field, okay, against quarters. They're tough underneath; they'll match. You've got to work the outside. You want to run your, your scissors pattern, which is one receiver to the post, the other receiver to the corner. That's tough on quarters. Sometimes you want to run the outside receiver straight down the field, run a corner with the second guy, somebody in a flat. All these are what I call four beaters, quarter beaters. You've got to be ready to go, but a lot of that is to the outside of the field. Number three, we've got to have a protection plan for Jones. Don't, I mean, at, at, please do not let Pinter, do not let us think that we can play, that Pinter can handle him one on one. There's got to be some slide protection. There's got to be some jamming, some pinching on him. Don't get me wrong. Their edge guys are formidable. No question about it. Clark has a million sacks. Dunlap has a million sacks. Karloftis has, you know, he has the ability to do that. But there's one guy you cannot let beat you. You absolutely cannot let beat you, and that is Jones. And then I think number four, and most critically, you know, I put a I put a very um, ambitious. 
I said, I said, you know, 30 first downs and and 30 points. And to do that, we have to finish drives. This is what we haven't done. You know, we've been very, very poor in the alumni and high red zone going in. And again, these guys are vulnerable. 25th, they're not a good red zone football team. They're not good when their back is to the wall. And I think the big thing here is don't be cute. Let's get down there and execute. You know, put our put our feet in the ground, make that offensive line drive them. The one thing you want there is you want the ball in the hands of 28. You want the ball in the hands of 11. And occasionally you want to isolate somebody if it's a passing down uh, with Hines. But, again, win with your best plays, your best run plays to your best players when you get in that red zone. And every time you get in there, you've got to come out with seven. We can't. We can't count on field goals against this high-scoring team. So, you know, those are those are the critical things, the critical guys that you right. you have to stop and and you got to get after. You know, and Rick was right about all that too. And, and listen, a great start is absolutely essential. For goodness' sake, get off to a great start. You can't play this thing from behind. You're not potent enough offensively to do it. So get out there and start from the beginning. Give the fans a reason to believe. Give yourself a little motivation in terms of confidence boost, especially if you equate it to last weekend in Jacksonville. Get off to a great start. Rick Venturi, Matt Taylor, a part of Colts Happy Hour. Caesar Sportsbook is a proud sports betting partner of the Indianapolis Colts. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. Zaire Franklin coming up along with the Goreman on the other side as well. Your form credit union question of the week. That and more. We are at the back nine. If you've never been here, please, and I mean please, even if you can't come by now, come by here sometime and play. This is a great back nine golf and entertainment complex they got everything going right now they got the ice cold bud live but they got everything you want to drink great food golf entertainment clayton anderson's going to be here next weekend playing it is golf and entertainment at the back nine off of drover street it is the uh across i-70 basically the near south side of downtown it is a relatively new facility, and I promise you will love it. For any, any type of office party, any uh, work type of employment function, birthday parties, anniversaries, anything right here at the Back Nine Golf and Entertainment Complex. More to come as a part of Colts Happy Hour on a Friday, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Welcome back to the Colts Happy Hour. We're getting you in the know on the Colts heading into the weekend. Happy Hour, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. Make every moment count. Your form credit union question of the week as follows here. In week one, Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey uh, recorded 121 receiving yards. He's on my fantasy team, so that's pretty good, right? Uh, it was the 30th time in Kelsey's 10-year career that he has eclipsed the 100-yard receiving mark. The former Cincinnati Bearcat needs, count them, three more 100-yard performances to break the all-time NFL record for tight ends. Who are the only two tight ends with more? 
Forum Credit Union's Fan Forum section of Colts.com. You can find that there. Interact with other fans online. Throw out a topic. Do whatever. Forum Credit Union, helping members live their financial dreams. All right. We'll get that answer coming up to you on the other side. We're at the uh, back nine with Bud Light on a Blue Friday. More Chiefs-Colts tickets, courtesy of Bud Light and Zinc here to give away. We'll do that in a second. Meantime, the Gorman. The Gorman is back with Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts, and they talk to Colts linebacker Zaire Franklin. Fellas? Joined now by Zaire Franklin, a veteran on this team. We're going to get into Patrick Mahomes a little bit. We don't need to go back on Jacksonville right now, but this week, an important week, obviously started out with a tie, then a division loss uh, against the Jaguars. You're a veteran. You know that locker room. You know these young guys. You know the older players. How is this the first two weeks impacting that locker room, and what is the mode like? What is the mood like that these guys are in, and how are you guys, the veterans, keeping everybody at that even keel, saying, hey, we're only two games in? Well, you know, anytime you go through that type of adversity, you know, early in the season, um, it's always tough. You know, guys, you know, a lot of buildup going into the week one and then obviously going back to Jacksonville, so definitely disappointing. But guys are feeling it. Guys are hurting. But, you know, it's as vets and guys that's been through it before, I think it's just really important for us to tell the young guys to focus on using that that energy and that disappointment and focus on just kind of pushing and getting better because it's a marathon. It's a long season. And, um, you know, I think it's just good for guys to just kind of focus in and just worry about getting better week to week. Playing with a new defensive coordinator this year in Gus Bradley. Obviously some, you know, hills, some mountains, some valleys, all that are coming in. Uh, he's been around. He's been a head coach. He's been in this league a long time. What's his message to his crew this week? Oh, just keep believing, man, and just keep and keep pushing and keep pushing. I mean, adversity happens. You know, he always talks about Murphy's Law. What what can go wrong will go wrong mm-hmm. in the most inopportune time. And, um, you know, I just think it's one of those type of situations where you just got to keep going. You know, I think since we've been here, just, you know, wise man knows, avoids all extremes. You know, let's just stay. Let's just stay consistent. Let's keep pushing. Let's just get better. Let's get this win at Lucas Oil this weekend. That's Zaire Franklin with us, Colts linebacker. And as you said, it's only two games. But, you know, just looking ahead a little bit, the schedule's heating up a little bit, the Chiefs, uh, then the Titans, and then, you know, a short week Thursday night football against the Broncos. Do, do you feel like or does the team feel like you're kind of at a at a fork in the road or, or a turning point or, you know, a juncture here, a pivotal juncture this early in the season where you could go one of two ways? Is that how this team is looking at it through two games? No, I wouldn't say it at all. Uh, I would really just say, you know, guys are just really looking forward to getting back out there. You mm-hmm. know, I just feel like whenever you have one of those type of performances, it's like you got that nasty taste in your mouth. You're just really thirsty just to get back on the field and put something good on tape. Right. You know, let, guys, let everybody in the league know who you really are. Um, and I think we got the perfect opportunity, you know, with a great opponent coming in, the Lucas Oil home opener. I know all the guys are just super excited to get back home, be in front of those fans, and, right. you know, just turn up and just get get this show back on the road. As a leader on defense, can you put your finger on exactly what's going on on the defensive side of the ball, why you guys haven't played up to your, your full potential just yet? For us, I feel like it's just making the plays, man. You know, just executing and just locking in on the details. You know, I feel like, you know, there are some positives, you know, some things that we're doing well, but I think it's just, for us, it's just being consistent. You know, mm-hmm. and just really just want to and just executing play after play, play after play, and, and making the plays that come to us. You know, I think once we lock in and do that, you know, everything will start going. Zaire, what, what we feel, Shaquille Leonard. We know what Shaquille Leonard. That's a top mm-hmm. twenty player in the NFL. Yeah. You feel that absence. A couple of the other guys that were acquired in the offseason, Stephon Gilmore, Yannick Ngakwe. What are they comparatively like? We have an all star who's sitting on the bench. We got these new guys in here that are going against some tall speed bumps. You know, first two weeks in, mm-hmm. how has their veteran leadership helped this, and how? Will it help, especially when Shaq comes back? I mean, well, you got a guy like Gilly who's, you know, been on champ- multiple championship mm-hmm. teams, um, been, you know, the best player in the league at one point. So 
he's the honestly the epitome of consistency. You know, a type of guy that's going to be the same guy, even kill, um, mild manner. He's going to be the same guy every day, no matter what. So he's a guy that you know for those secondary guys to really lean on. And then for Jan, you know, a guy who's been around the league, been through a bunch of different type of locker rooms, and and knows what you know real character and real support looks like in a, in a building. You know, mm-hmm. I think him just those two characters in there obviously help like stabilize a lot of stuff that goes on, just because those guys have a wealth of knowledge and wealth and experience in. You know, obviously we all wait for Shaquille to get back. Yeah. We know who he is, and we knows what he brings to the table. And I know he's chopping at the bits to get back, doing every single thing he can. And, you know, we're just looking forward to the day he gets the lineup. We haven't seen the results the first two weeks, but what we have seen is some good play out of your units, mm-hmm. okay, and you specifically. Mm-hmm. Shaq off to the side. You guys, EJ Speed, but Okereke playing mm-hmm. great as a linebacker unit. Mm-hmm. It can only get better right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want you to give some love to those guys in your room right oh, there because no you guys have been balling, and it's going to take – hey, you guys are the playmakers on defense. So mm-hmm. you got to – steady this ship at the same time making the plays and it's a long season Zaire yes sir I mean I think you know for us and and it goes back to really Arizona you know last year when D got popped for COVID right before the game you know uh, it was just me Speed and Bobby just kind of looked at each other and was like look it's time for us to step up Right. you know obviously losing 5-3 is just a lot of plays it's not being out there we all got to step up we got to make these plays and you know obviously the first couple weeks you know myself Bobby and Speed just raising that play just trying to be we always consider ourselves the tip of the spear of our team and I uh, just want to be the attack point and just try to set the tone as much as we possibly can. That's Zaire Franklin with us again, Colts linebacker. I want to talk about you again because you've played 100% of the snaps through two games so far on defense. That's 141 snaps on that side of the ball. But you've also played over 50% of the snaps on special teams as well uh, in each of the first two games. Are, are you gassed <laughs> after the game on Sunday? I mean, well, if you ain't gassed, I mean, you want to Well, I know, but you're playing <laughs> way more than most people are. Well, for me, you know, it's, it's something that's a badge of honor that I, you know, I play with. You know, obviously, you know, Bubba knows anytime he needs me, anything he needs me for, I'm always willing to do. You know, that's not, that's only, not only just for the team, but that's also for Bubba just knowing that he was there for me even when I was just a bottom roster guy. Yeah. And um obviously, you know, with my expanded role on defense, you know, it's just it's what you look it's what you what you pray for. It's what you wanted to do. Like yeah. when I get to the league, you wanna you want to play the game as much as you possibly can. I remember, you know, sitting back only being on, you know, getting fifteen plays and just like, man, I wish I was out there to be able to help impact. So right. I'm thankful I'm in a position to be able to help and, you know, just gotta keep raising the bar, keep raising my play, you know, to get these wins back. Well that how about the offense? What have they come calling? <laughs> a couple of carries, a couple of catches there. You're doing, you line up you're doing everything else. Why not? I, I, was, I ain't going to lie. Listen, fullback was never really in my car. I told you a long time ago, if, if, I, if I couldn't make it at linebacker and they try to make me play fullback, I'd go be a financial advisor. <laughs> right, right. Do that. Hey, corny Get question. Get the calculator. Corny out. question, but we like tell, we, I, I at least like asking it because there's a lot of Colts fans that are listening right now and they're disappointed in the start of their team right now. Yeah. Your message to these guys, coming up first home game of the season, followed up by another division rival, Tennessee. Titans right behind them. Your mm-hmm. message to this fan fan group? I, I think it's just we need you now more than ever. You know, I feel like you know, you know, through all the ups and downs of the season, um, we know how the NFL season is. We know how it is. We're disappointed too. You know, obviously we didn't want to come out. We wanted to start out two and zero. That's always our goal. Mm-hmm. But look, it didn't go that way. But what are we gonna do about it now? You know, all we can do is really focus on the, the task we got in front of us. We got the Chiefs coming to town. We got Tennessee coming after that. We need our fans more now more than ever. We back in Lucas Oil. I mm-hmm. can't wait. Looking forward to it so much. Be able to be in front of those fans, be celebrated, you know, be amongst our family. Yep. You know, and uh, let's just get this rolling. Let's get this started. And the great teams went at home, and that's what we want to do this week. Yeah, final one for me is sort of a schematic question. The challenge at hand with the Chiefs and their offense, Travis Kelsey, he's a tight end, but he's so much more than that, as you know. I mean, he leads the NFL in receiving uh, among all players since 2018. And, again, he's he's a tight end, but he can do so much. Well, what kind of unique challenge 
does he pose on your group, the linebackers on defense? Oh, I mean, he just he's so multiple. He he's such a savvy. Uh, you know, describing him um, today. Uh, they say he's something like a power forward in basketball, just kind of great body control, always in good position, um, and just kind of knows, understands the game. Him and him, Mahomes, they just got a, like a different type of connection. They kind of just always see each other, you know, whether, where, wherever he's at. So obviously he brings a unique challenge. Um, looking forward to it, though, something we're looking forward to, you know, standing up against and, right. you know, having, uh, you know, a good competition on Sunday. Zaire, you're facing Mahomes, and, and we've all played backyard ball. I mean, we mm-hmm. played recess ball, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's what you're going to face on this. And it's different than other quarterbacks that stay in the pocket. This mm-hmm. is a mobile guy. This is a guy mm-hmm. that you got to run clear 60 yards across the field sometimes mm-hmm. and turn around and do it again. Yeah. How do you prepare for somebody like Mahomes who brings so many different angles to his game? Well, I think, you know, it starts up front, you know, knowing the D-line, four versus one. You know, knowing those guys all have to work together, you know, to kind of keep them contained, keep them in the pocket, and work as a unit to kind of keep them controlled. And then, you know, it, it always works rush and cover. So not only is it on the D-line guys to work as a unit of four versus him to try to keep them contained and get to him and put pressure on him, but it's on us in, in the back end to maintain that coverage and, and, and cloudy up his vision. Um, and, you know, just work together to kind of try to uh, contain them this week. More to come. Can't wait to watch you do your thing at Lucas Oil Stadium, Zaire. Thank you. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. It's uh, Zaire Franklin with the Gore Man and Matt Taylor right there on Colts Happy Hour. Colts Happy Hour brought to you by Meyer. Meyer, the official super center of the Colts and a proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. Ah, yes. Other side. Casey Vallier, Matt Taylor, more information forthcoming regarding the Chiefs-Colts matchup. Home opener for the Colts coming up on Sunday. We got you covered on Colts Happy Hour. Plus, we got tickets to give away to two more pair courtesy of Bud Light here at the back nine off of Drover. Hey, listen, you're talking about a golf facility like this. This is great. You, it, you, everything is at your disposal here. It is fantastic. If you've never seen it, the golf and entertainment complex, back nine, get here. High school football game of the week. It is Brendan King. I believe Jim Leisure as well on the call of FC in Noblesville coming up top of the hour right here. And uh, we got you covered. Colts Happy Hour back in a flash on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Welcome back to the Colts Happy Hour. We're getting you in the know on the Colts heading into the weekend. Hey, welcome back. Uh, The answer to the Forum Credit Union question of the week, Rob Gronkowski and Tony Gonzalez. The only that are in front uh, in this question of Travis Kelsey, the tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs. Meantime, Matt Taylor, Casey Vallier with Chad Brown, the former three-time pro bowler who will be on the call for the Compass Media Radio Group this weekend for the Chiefs and the Colts over at Lucas Oil Stadium. Fellas, take it away. Hey, let's talk more about the Colts and the Chiefs leading into Sunday. Joining us now, former Pro Bowl and first-team All-Pro NFL linebacker Chad Brown. He's on the call on Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium for Compass Media Group. Colts and Chiefs. Chad, thanks for the time today. How are you? I am fantastic. Looking forward to another great weekend of football. No question about it. Week three is here, and the Colts need a win. And there's no doubt you've uh, watched the tape of these two teams going into this game, Chad. So from your standpoint, as we start first with the Colts, what is wrong with the Colts from what you can tell? What stands out to you on tape from this team through two games? Uh, offensive line efficiency, really, both in the pass and the run game. you got to find a way to protect Matt Ryan better, Matt Ryan better, and you got to find a way to open up holes for, for Jonathan Taylor. This offensive line is getting knocked back in the run game, and some of their pickups and reads and execution 
as far as pass blocking has been lacking as well. That's Chad Brown with us, former NFL linebacker, and he's on the call on Sunday for Compass Media Network and their radio coverage of the Colts and the Chiefs in week number three. Chad, you played 15 years in the NFL. No doubt you were part of some big, big wins and some tough, tough losses. What was your process, Chad, to kind of wash out a really crummy performance from one Sunday to the next? Uh, it all starts with the message uh, from the coaching staff. You know, I've had teams uh, that I was on where coaches would say, we're not even going to watch that tape. There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing to be gained from watching that tape. It was bad coaching. It was bad football. Um, we're just going to literally move on as quickly as we can to our next opponent. And I've also been on teams where coaches take the very opposite tactic and decide that we're going to really – not just watch this tape, but we're going to dive deep into this tape. Keep watching. Get ready, boys. To, yeah, and we are going to review every single mistake. And then I've also been on one team where the coaches said, we want you guys as players to watch the tape. Uh-huh. And I'm, I want a write-up from the leader at every position group to submit kind of a film study notes from this tape to us upstairs. Just what did the players see? Sure. What are you guys thinking about? What can we do better kind of thing? So um, there's multiple ways to move forward, but ultimately in the end, you've got to put last week to bed and you've got to move forward. There is no way to jump into the hot tub time machine and play the game <laughs> over again. It, that, that, it's done. Right. You have to move forward to the next week. So learn the lessons, take the teaching, take the coaching, Shift your focus as quickly as you can to moving forward and find a way to get that you know, nasty taste out of your mouth, and hopefully you can taste victory sooner than later. No doubt about that. Chad, of those three methods that you uh, just alluded to, for you, which, uh, which one of those was most beneficial for you as a player? Probably just turning the focus as quickly as possible. Uh, I would still come in and watch the tape on my own time just to evaluate my own performance yeah. uh, and see where I, you know, maybe I could pick up on some things. But if we can start Monday on our next opponent and get a jump instead of waiting until Wednesday, right? then that's a, that's a great thing. So as players, obviously the coaches have to do all the preparation to build a game plan. So they, they can't give us a game plan on Monday. But on Monday, we as players, instead of watching ourselves from last week, we can start watching our opponent and forming our own thoughts and opinions. So when we get together as coaches and a team on Wednesday, players have got thoughts. Coaches have got thoughts. Mm-hmm. We're actually coming together and we're collaborating together to build a game plan as opposed to the coaches just handing it out to us. Chad Brown is our guest, former NFL linebacker, pro bowler, first team all pro, and he's on the call on Sunday on radio on Compass Media Network for the Colts and the Chiefs. So let's go over to the Kansas City side of things, Chad. They're 2-0. and They're 2-0 and for the fifth time in the last six years. Is this Chiefs team, is it as good as Kansas City team's we've seen in the recent past since 2018 when Mahomes took over at quarterback. Where do they kind of stack up through two games uh, comparatively to some of the great teams they've had the last couple of seasons? I think we're still trying to figure out who this Chiefs team is. Uh, to be figuring things out and be 2-0 and is really a, a good place to be. <laughs> Obviously, the really big win against Arizona week win, week one, that Thursday night win against the, uh, the Chargers. Um, showed a lot of character in, in, in that game. But the difference is there is no Tyreek Hill. And he maybe is the most difficult to defend weapon in all of football. So Andy Reid and my 
CU teammate, Colorado teammate, Eric Bieniemy had to, you know, kind of reconfigure this offense with the lack of Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey, still a big part of this offense, the most targeted Chiefs receiver over the first two weeks. Uh, but we're seeing a little bit more run game. We're seeing a little bit more short, quick passing from Patrick Mahomes. So I'm not sure if that's the plan for the entire season or is that just a way to kind of get this offense going and they'll learn Andy Reid and Eric Benemy and Patrick Mahomes about these young receivers or these new receivers and how to best utilize them as the season goes on. Uh, there's the fellas right there. It's Matt Taylor, Casey Valier with Chad Brown, the former NFL linebacker who's on the radio call network-wise coming up on Sunday for the Colts home opener against the Chiefs. Quick break. We'll come back. High school football game of the week. Brendan King's on the lead coming up at the top of the hour. Brought to you by CarX, your 14 Central Indiana CarX locations. One nearest you, CarX.com today. We'll close this thing out. Colts happy hour, 93.5 and 107.5. The fan. We now return to the Colts Happy Hour, an inside look at the Colts on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Great job, Kyle. Great job, Ken. Thank you all for joining us. Sunday morning, 9 a.m., the bullseye ride to kick off with me starts a day of football up next. Brendan King, the high school football game of the week on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Enjoy.